Welcome to Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch a couple bad movies with similar themes and talk about which one is better. And I switched it up at the beginning of this one because I knew you were going to try to mess me up. (laughs) Also, I'm going to stop saying the episode numbers at the top. Just in case we have to switch them around. Yeah, we have a little, we have a move coming up and the timing of things is a little bit uncertain. So in case we aren't in case we aren't recording these things in the same order which I'm editing them and putting them out, then We yeah. should just do like 14 openings in a row. Like this is episode because we never mentioned the movie name and then you can edit that in. Man, you're a better planner at this than I am. I yeah. should have brought you in on the uh, yeah. faint praise planning yeah, phase. Yeah, should be. No, that's what you get for not... Well, anyway, uh, on, to, on to what you guys Masters are really... Masters talk logistics. <laughs> on to what you guys are really here for. Uh, this week's theme for our bad movies was skydiving. It's oh, we didn't, an, it's I didn't come easy, up with a good name. Well, it's an easy theme. Pun. What can a, What's your skydiving well, pun and spot. or alliteration going to be? I mean, I'll come up with something. It'll be good. Because it's not just about skydiving. It involves like crime and... Yeah. Skydiving... Then you have to use the word skydiving. It could be like aerial antics. That's not alliteration. Alliteration has to be a consonant, I think. No, that's assonance. Alliteration... No, assonance has to be a vowel... That's what I meant. Alliteration includes both, I think. Assonance is specifically a vowel sound. Well, we're working this out behind the scenes, and uh, maybe we'll come up with a better name, or maybe it's just going to be our skydiving movies. But I have to say, skydiving movies. This was these were a couple movies. I wasn't excited to watch the movies, but I was really excited about their existence because <laughs> most of the time when there's a year that has two movies and these were the same year right? they were 1994 both of them one of them is called you normally hear about yeah exactly usually it's pretty famous like one is called terminal velocity and, and the other is, is drop, drop zone. zone and with a pre-tax evasion wesley snipes i had never heard of either of these movies i had seen terminal velocity in the theaters, but I was only like 11, maybe. Yeah, and you you mentioned Terminal Velocity a couple times, and I always thought you were talking about like Vertical Limit. Which I also meant until I mentioned that later, too. I swear to God, I'm going to say Vertical Limit at least one time in this what podcast. Vertical accident. Velocity? Vertical Velocity would really fuck and me up. Terminal Limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what you were, because the only reason you started talking about it was because you mentioned trying to do vertical limit with and trying maybe, to f- with and something with else. and i was velocity. like why not terminal velocity and you're like what is this yeah and i was like i, I was like charlie never... sheen yeah so i was excited to hear uh, to find out about and two... i didn't know about drop zone yeah i didn't and know about it was that funny that it was the same year and because you always hear about these things i've even looked up lists of like the yeah. movies that came out on and this was never mentioned right yeah. it doesn't make it into the list nobody really even though it's a perfect remember. example of the same year both skydiving movies right so i was pretty excited because i felt like this is gonna be like our defining now i mean it's not gonna be our defining <laughs> we discovered thing. it yeah. like i found these movies because you actually saw this one in theater randomly so long ago though it was funny looking back and i'll talk about this more later mm-hmm. but what things and it wasn't very many but there were a couple specific things that stuck that i did remember and i was like that's oh, yeah. all i remember <laughs> that's funny uh i feel like even if i had seen uh terminal velocity i almost called it vertical limit i <laughs> i feel like if i had seen it i would have just as a kid i would have just thought it was another hot shots movie because yeah. this is definitely and we'll get into this more but charlie sheen plays this as hot shots part trois, Tar- part like, yeah, trois. and uh is it even after them uh i don't it probably it might be in is. between them i don't know maybe it's hot shots one and a half i don't know i'll have to look that one up but yeah. I, putting him in this movie you could not I like take 90s it seriously. 
Um, anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. The synopsis for Terminal Velocity, I'm going to keep it pretty short because... It's pretty I, simple. Yeah, it is pretty simple. Charlie Sheen plays a skydiving instructor who was a, a maverick previous, skydiving yeah, instructor. Yeah, really, a maverick skydiver who was previously an Olympic gymnast, hopeful. Which and didn't really play much into the story at all. Not at all. At all. The only thing is they they used the theme of Russian gold. That's the only reason he was a gymnast. That was so the only reason the they had him do yeah, that, so that he gold. could get Russian gold. They didn't even have him like do any skills. Yeah, skills. He gets wrapped up in this ex KGB agent's plot to save Russian gold from being stolen by the Russian mafia. Right. So the ex she was ex KGB, right? Am I making that up? No. Or was she like Interpol? No, she was ex KGB. Okay. She was like KGB and then got like fired for like not letting it go or something, but so, even though she was on the case. Right. So and she her, it was her and her roommate were like both agents. Yeah, and they looked exactly the same. They even right. used that as yeah. a plot point. So the ex KGB agent is played by Nastasia Kinsky. So I recognize the name, and her father was a director, like a German director. So Uh I recognize the Kinski name, and I think she'd been in some other stuff, like Cat People or something. Cat People, yeah. I've actually seen that movie. Yeah, that's like a where the not David Lynch, but it's somebody like that. It seems like a David Lynch Lynch? movie. No, 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 it's somebody else, but it's somebody I remember. It's a weird, like Meme or somebody. I've never actually seen it, but um, I've heard about it. It's funny. So she was the main main woman in that one. Also, that was a bit earlier even. And then she was young in that. As a to give you an idea of how this, what kind of movie this is, one of the members of the Russian mafia is played by James Gandolfini. Right. So, so they're very concerned with realism. I was going to say Gary Busey, but that's the next one. Gary Busey's the next one. He totally could have been in this yeah. one, though. Yeah, they have a Russian mafia guy changed by James Gandolfini. Right. Who has every other role in his thing is <laughs> Italian mafia. No, I think he was honing it in. I mean, this must have been so his like, we're in obviously for getting, getting a, a mafia, mafia vibe. Like, wait a second. What if we take someone who's named James Gandolfini <laughs> and make him an Italian mobster? Yeah. And that's when it clicked. Yeah, now we got it. That's so anyway, it so Charlie Sheen gets wrapped up in this ex-KGB agent's plot to save the of, Russian uh, gold. Not to interrupt I think that's, you, that's, that's but it reminds it. him of Harold and Kamar when they're like, you have perfect MCAT scores. Why don't you want to be a doctor? He's like, just because you have a huge dick doesn't mean you have to do porn. And he's like, just because I'm a, a obviously Italian doesn't mean I have to play an Italian monster. Yeah. I'll play a Russian monster. Yeah, I'll branch out and do Russian. <laughs> I like to branch out my acting. Right. I don't like to get typecast as an Italian monster. Right. I want to also play Russian mob. I so, mean, it, yeah. Russian. I feel like I should be saying more about the summary of this movie, but that's it. That's our shortest summary so far. Yeah. Uh, well, the way she gets ensnared is her roommate is killed and part of this investigation. She wants to f- make fake her own death, I guess, to kind of hide. So she tricks him into taking her up for a skydiving lesson, but she jumps out when he's not looking and replaces herself with the falling body, and he tries to rescue her in any way she lands and that's yeah he thinks that everyone thinks she's died but she shows up again later and since he's a maverick skydiver he has this bad like safety record so she had specifically chosen him because she knew that everyone would believe that he he let somebody just fucking jump to their death out out of his uh plane and then she proceeds to trick him like two or three more times over the course of the movie into doing these into doing these super dangerous she's just like come on I'll explain later. <laughs> yeah. Break into this place. Yeah. Gets this thing out of the She's closet. Like, skydive onto the top of this pole here. It's You're like, the only one who can do yeah, this. Yeah, this tower. Yeah. Exhaust. And he's like, all right, what am I doing? She's like, we're stealing she KGB nev- yeah. secrets. Oh, shit, okay. 
What are we doing? Bring it to me. And, and then he gets later. mad. He's like, you didn't tell me that's what we were doing. She's like, you didn't ask. And <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. You're like, I just decided to skydive into a facility for no reason. Right. So but ridiculous. I mean, unsurprisingly, the, the good guys win and the man and the woman get together at the end. And right. there's a three-legged dog involved. Yeah. Uh, for no reason. Yeah. Because part of the... He's she like, was like, it did exist. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You weren't lying about yeah. the three-legged dog. Yeah. Because at one point he's like, getting mad at her. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. He's getting mad at her and she's like, I have to... I have to save this gold from being stolen because my family is poor and they have a three-legged dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so I can't ridiculous. believe you tried to use a three-legged dog line and on then me. And yeah. then it comes out at the end and you're like, oh, it does exist. Yeah, so that is that is the movie. So let's get into the real point of this podcast, which is our rating system. We have four different categories that we yeah. rate each movie in, and we can award up to five points in each category, and whichever movie gets the most points, we consider the better movie. Right. So the categories are acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. So let's start off with acting. What do you have to say about acting in this one? Honestly, most of it, they were all they were mostly competent actors who I, I think I hit them harder in structure for the writing than I did for the acting. I just said two and a half. I, this is my lowest acting score yet. Really? I thought this was overall the worst acted movie that we've seen. Really? Yes. I, I, thought, I thought it was just cheesy, but like you could tell that that's what they were supposed to be doing. And I'm including Ender's Game in this. Yeah. Like Ender's Game, there what was did you think nobody was so bad There about was this nobody one? in this movie that was good. They were either Yeah, but somebody like Charlie Sheen like he's not and like Gandalf, they're not bad actors. Well, I think you're forgetting that Casting is a part of the acting That's score. That's true. I always do forget so, that. So acting is not just That's the true. actors. I'll make it a two yeah. because Gandolfini and them are terrible right. casting. Acting is my acting section doesn't include just the actor's ability and skills. It also includes how well they were cast in the role and the chemistry between the yeah. actors. And there wasn't very good and chemistry. Every Russian mobster in this is just like a New England right. uh, meathead. Right, totally random guy. I mean, Charlie Sheen even calls one a jamoke at one point, yeah. which I don't know if that's a specifically Italian it yeah, meathead term, but it's definitely like a New England, Boston kind of thing. Right. Of course, Gandolfini's got his Gandolfini accent. It's fucking ridiculous. They don't <laughs> even try, which I'm glad. Yeah, but you don't know, like, they might just be hired by the... I don't think they were supposed to be hired. Gandolfini said he trained her. Yeah, that's true. So they, they did not even attempt to get even vaguely European people right. for these Russian mobsters. Charlie Sheen, I already said this with, it seemed like he was just like in another Hot Shots movie. And I mean, he's, that's, even, that's the he's even like a the, maverick. Oh, that's what they're yeah. going for, obviously. This time, it's like 93 but or this whatever. Is, this is mostly a serious movie, but because he's yeah. in it and he's playing exactly the same role as that, the whole time I expected it to break into like a farce or a parody movie of some kind, and it fucked with the entire tone of the movie yeah, they, because they have every tone delivery but like i said i hit that on structure yeah but but his delivery was exactly the same as those right, hot but like movies. i said that's what i'm assuming mm. that's what they wanted so i'm not going to gig him too hard on that i i agree with you on casting yeah but i don't think and like james golfini didn't do a bad job acting right no he you're just, right it's as far all as casting as and your acting tone. ability they were fine but overall the actors fitting in the parts and then yeah. having no so chemistry with each other I'll, yeah. I'll drop it to two because you're right yeah about this casting. is my first acting what do you want? score of one one yeah because okay. i was just like this is fucking terrible i it wasn't pissing me off it actually was part of like almost a charm of this movie that yeah. I just every single role that came on screen I'm like this one's bad too what yeah. the hell is going on here <laughs> um yeah that was it I mean no chemistry between the two leads they're supposed to fall in love at the end and it actually like feels a little weird because this whole time she's just kind of been dragging him along in these 
super dangerous missions and he's getting mad at her and then at the end yeah. they're just in love and he's gonna go pet her three-legged dog with with her in russia it's just, i don't know it <laughs> it's funny i mean it's 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 comical how poorly cast this movie it is, is yeah it's pretty bad all right so that's all i have to say about acting do you want to move okay. on to visuals yeah, that's fine so with visuals i wasn't as tough on it with visuals i said two i said one and a half Be- it's mostly because of lack thereof right. you know what i mean it's, it's one just of those- one of those it's like it's very i don't know how else to say it other than it was like it's like a quintessential 90s movie yeah or does this nothing dramatic There's really nothing happening there. and they going off of, and like obviously any sort of like clothes and cars are goofy looking because they're old yeah the accent, but i don't really the, tend the to like count not- that as against the visuals because it's just like you wouldn't look at like a 70s movie and be like, oh, look at their clothing. Bill Bottom suck. I'm taking affect, a point it off. It does affect yeah. the viewing experience when everything's like cheesy looking in right. the 90s and like the going, them going to pay phones and stuff is hilarious. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I said it's mostly unremarkable. The action is not amazing. The skydiving scenes are, you know, whatever. They're not that fun. Uh, one thing I did specifically notice with visuals. Yeah. And we both commented on it. Was the camera work? Yeah, there was, was a lot of weird. I I think I it's weird if, Steadicam shots. Or do you think it was like handheld shots? What well, that's I what noticed, a Steadicam is is like the handheld rig. It's like weighted. So okay, I don't, so we're both lay people. We don't know. Like we didn't go to film school or anything. But, oh, you got to out me like that. Oh yeah, I could have. Yeah. No one would have known this whole time. Uh, but yeah, so it's weird like track shots where they're obviously not on a rig of any kind. It's the camera's being held either in a steady camera ring or just maybe even without it. There's, and following them around in a really bizarre... There's so much movement a lot of, of the move, camera. That's what I mean. It's which really I think strange. is what weirded me out. That like, you know, that there really wasn't any reason for It'll it. He'll be like in an apartment Charlie and it'll Sheen. be like weird like following him around, the camera's moving. And I mean, some of it was definitely they were going for that. Interesting. There wouldn't have been that much movement. Interesting fact. That we both, yeah, that we both noticed that. So it made me look up who the cinematographer was, which I've never looked up. Uh, Yeah, which I've never looked that up for one of these movies before. Michael J. Fox. No, (laughs) same guy as uh, the Born Identity. Oh, there is a lot of like shaky fights. Yeah, so that's hilarious. He was like practicing his uh, practicing. No, what if I move it more? Like cool it, Jim. (laughs) Just relax. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he was honing his craft for the Born Identity. Visual thing, which is kind of random and not. And mostly insignificant, but the opening credits were just like big block letters going bam, bam, with like the most overbearing music of all time. It was the most dramatic opening title I have ever seen. This is like each letter hitting like T, E, like, or not vertical. I almost hit a vertical limit now because of you. But like T, E, R, and then it's like bum, bum. Oh, God. And then you're like, and then it opens with him skydiving into like a kid's birthday party. No, with, with no, it doesn't it. open with that. It opens with Oh, with the her... girl on the airfield, you're right. Right, and she's sitting in her car and in she's the middle just of the like desert, frantically. She's frantically looking around and then a plane. And it comes still in has the most insanely overbearing music of all time, like super intense. And that continues that's not yes. visuals, that's more structure. Yes. It. It I mean continues... we can go ahead and move on into structure. Yeah, visuals is not much more to talk about. Right. It just goes like the insanely over I said most dramatic music of all time. It really was overbearing music. I even wrote it again. Yeah. I, I wrote overbearing music multiple times <laughs> yeah. also. There was kept one... resurfacing. And I couldn't put my finger on most of it, but specifically one time where, like, they're just showing them going up in the plane, it sounded like space flight music. It sounded like something that would have been in, like, right. the right stuff Right, or they something. don't give you any... I don't even know if it's them not giving you credit because it doesn't even... In that case, it didn't even match it didn't with match. it. Yeah. It would have been kind of like... It didn't have a scene like this, but it would have been kind of like if there was a running scene and then they played the Chariots of Fire music. Even though just the person to, like, was just jogging <laughs> yeah. for... A, Go get a coffee or right. something. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it was just a 
absolutely ridiculous music. I tried to look. I looked up who the music, uh, who wrote the score. I mean, the music wasn't like it was like orchestrated good music. Obviously, like it just just was way overbearing for what it was. Yeah, and obviously the structure in terms of story and plot was really weak. It was like they. I can. I am absolutely positive that this entire movie was based purely on the idea of, oh, what if someone pretended like they jumped out, but it was already a dead body? And then they're just like, after yeah. that, they had nothing. They literally had nothing they, after that. Yeah. They're just like, she shows up and she's still alive. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to follow her on adventures. Yeah. And he has no idea what That's or why it. he's doing they it. They didn't know how to fit him into it. Right. They didn't even know what she would have been hiding from. was even kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. It was such a generic, like, there were, first of all, she could have just disappeared. It didn't. They didn't even make it matter why she was they thought she was dead nope and like a week later they find out she's not dead anyway right. so for like 90 percent of the movie they don't they are they know she's alive even after right. she faked her death yeah so who cares no you're completely right and they, they, she he does all this stuff that no one would really do yeah. because he has no he idea never why he's doing her on it this mission. yeah and just like break into some place from listening to some girl who had just tricked him and basically almost cost him his job and everything else. Right. And jail time. And- yeah, they were like trying to get him for like manslaughter right. and stuff like that. So yeah, she basically ruined his life by doing or this to him. did, yeah. Right, and, and the fact that he would just follow her on these missions, Ridiculous. really just because she's a pretty girl. I mean, he's fucking Charlie she's Sheen. He could have. Yeah, she wasn't that pretty <laughs> and he had other pretty girls around him. Like the one with the two broken legs. Yeah, who's like, yeah. and then was broken arm. Like that was supposed to be, like you said, that was part of the tone issues. This? Like, that was obviously done as like a gag but right. it was like just out of nowhere and you're like what the hell happened to this girl this movie it really kind of should have been a parody movie right it should have been hot shots part trois because right. it, it should have been like top gun with skydiving that was right. basically what they were doing and that's how it came across but there were no jokes like it was like, because i was inverted <laughs> <laughs> they just should have used that line in there somehow yeah, so that's it, what they were going for. It, so, and they even, and it seemed like they even wanted to be funny sometimes. And Charlie Sheen would make a little joke. Yeah. But then the other characters would be like, "Fuck you, this isn't a joke" or something, right. basically. <laughs> and it's like, wait, are, so is this supposed to be funny, or is he just supposed to be trying to be funny in the movie? But then they have other stuff like the girl who always had bro- both of her limbs broken. Yeah. And then they're like, obviously this is a joke kind of thing, but it's just like, right. doesn't play as a joke. Right. It plays as like this mang- poor mangled woman. Yeah, especially because no one ever comments on right. it. She's just, at one point, she's broke, like, she starts the movie with both broken legs. Yeah, and, then and she's the like the hobbling movie, around on crutches. Has, I was like, why is she not just in a wheelchair? Both broken and, arms, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that actually might have been a like a visual gag that worked in a parody if it was, movie. If you knew the movie was supposed to be funny, like ha, this or like it's a girl has a different broken thing every time you see her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think either of us gave our actual structure scores. I said one. I said one and a half. Yeah. So yeah, this was a, no, it really didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a very poorly poorly. And it was one of those movies where you're waiting for stuff to be explained and it just never is nope it's not nonsensical in the way that some of the other ones we have been yeah. it just doesn't make sense right you know what i mean like that would never work that way like they do give you offer some sort of explanation it almost, but it just doesn't make the explanations are dumb and don't make much sense it almost was interesting to watch because i was like is this gonna pay off but it, to me it really felt like they had that one yeah like kind of central idea of someone faking their death with a, a dead body skydiving and that was that was it i think you have hit the nail on the head i think yeah. that's exactly it so all right moving on to entertainment what did you give it i gave it a one i, I gave really, it a one and a half yeah i was yeah. not i mean i do like that type of charlie sheen type character but it wasn't used well in the movie it, it, was it wasn't wrong the right for movie, movie for it yeah so you only got little snippets of it that actually worked but. yeah this movie to have worked would have had to be 
a straight up comedy farce. Right. Or or a, a totally much different more movie. Well done. Yeah. Like they stick with that theme of faking your death, but they have to have a better reason for it and flesh out the rest of the movie right. better. Yeah, Try, not making skydiving such. Right. Well, they didn't make it too much. He did the one, the one other mission with skydiving. Really, yeah. So that was good with it. And then at the end, uh, they're getting away in a plane, and one guy's car is on the plane, and they push the car yeah, out so of there. Yeah, so they have the iconic so scene to, like, of falling sky- through the sky. That's almost yeah. that's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, with the and car, that's sort and then of he has to like skydive like, get, get her back out of the, the trunk yeah. and everything while it's falling. So that's cool. That was really mm-hmm. the only good part of that the movie. That was their big action set right. piece, right? And that was the only good part of the movie. But overall, I didn't, that's not even what I remember though. The mm-hmm. only things I remember about this movie is the, the general premise of, like, the girl faking her death by by fall, jumping out and when he's not looking and dropping a body instead. Yeah. And the where he pats her on the ass and says, up you go, and then she does it to her later, or to him later. When she, he, She's getting in the plane, and he slaps her on the ass and says, up you go. And I then later, not... after he finds out that she's still alive and they're going on their secret mission, she's like, and he's all bewildered, she pats him on the butt and says, up you go. Oh, that's... And he's like, oh, shit, you got me. That's literally, for whatever reason, that's all I remember. Oh, and the, the chap, the asses chaps at the kid's birthday party yeah you, yeah, you called things. that one you know it's funny that the second one is the only is one of the only things you remember because i, I just watched this a little while ago and i don't remember that at all so it must have made a huge impression on, on you my 11 year old mind you're just like he got his butt touched by somebody <laughs> no, I think it was like, oh scandalous I'm like oh she got him back yeah. wow yeah uh so yeah it's i mean not... honestly that it's not that crazy it's actually mm-hmm. weirder that i don't remember more of it it's not that those things really stuck out to me. Normally, if I've seen movies as a kid, I would remember them fairly well. Oh, yeah. I Especially because we didn't watch all that many in the theaters at that point. Yeah, I don't so, I don't tend to have a good memory so for So I would specifics. have remembered. And so, the, so that's really the only... I, I'm surprised I didn't even remember like the... I mean, I, while watching the movie, I think I remember that there was going to... Like when I saw the car, I was like, oh, yeah, this thing falls out of an airplane. Then you kind of had a sense of what was coming right. next. But yeah. in general, I, well, didn't have, I didn't remember... Well, okay, I'd never seen it. As soon as I saw them put that car right. in that airplane, yeah. I knew it, she was going in the trunk, the car was going over and he was going to have to get exactly, her out of the trunk of like that was just an, an but i think i remember yeah. from the moment she went in the trunk before they even put it on the plane i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah now it's starting to... but yeah. other than that i really didn't remember anything about the plot even yeah. while watching the movie i don't remember anything about gold i don't remember any of that yeah well there's not a huge amount of plot here to remember to be fair no, i don't remember that he was a gymnast yeah. <laughs> because it had nothing to do with it uh no i don't have and that weird like rocket sled thing like what the fuck there's so much weird yeah stuff. that was really strange i i they, there's just this random like, there's like this like jesse james of the desert who's like the monster garage guy in the desert who he goes to to like try to get information on this knife it's kind of hilariously realistic yeah. because he's like he gets the knife off the bad guy and it's like some beat up old pocket knife yeah he's like, why don't you tell me about this he's like it's an old knife give me 40 <laughs> bucks for it like, what can you tell me i was like fine i'll give you 90 bucks for it he's like just give it back yeah. and the guy's he's, working on this he's like, just leave me random alone. rocket Rocket sled in the middle of the desert. It apparently runs into a wall. It's just on a track, and it goes like 200 miles an hour straight into a wall. And he's like, it's going to kill you, you know? And he's like, ah, but it'll be a hell of a ride. (laughs) And you're like, is this guy, like, I don't get, was he supposed to be trying to kill himself? Or was he, I guess he was planning to eject like they did. But like, why would you make it run in straight into a wall instead of just parachute out the back of the thing? It was just another another thing that did not pay off or make any sense. sense. But as far as the entertainment scores, I mean, you said one, I said one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, fairly boring movie act honestly I, it was a curiosity i right. didn't it's, hate it's watching it yeah you're not sitting there too bored but you're like perplexed right definitely watching it again i would be incredibly bored. i would not want to watch yeah. this movie again at if all if i hadn't if i had remembered more of it i wouldn't have wanted to watch it yeah at all. 
It's funny. I think everything except acting, I gave it a higher score than you. So run through your scores real quick. I did two, quick. one and a half, one and one. 5.5. And I gave it one, two, one and a half, one and a half. So I gave it a okay. six. So, okay. Overall, I only gave it half a point higher than you. I, I feel exactly the same about it as you did. So uh, moving on to the next skydiving crime movie drop zone 1994 oh i didn't give the rotten tomato scores for either of these do you want to guess the rotten tomatoes for oh you did tell me i don't remember what it was terminal velocity terminal velocity was low like 18 or 20 17 yeah yeah but then drop zone was something like 28 percent wasn't it this one is 35 percent 35 percent yeah so let's see if it's uh twice before uh, the porn parody should be horizontal velocity Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have a porn parody name for Drop Zone? I'm sure I can come up with one. Drop Bone? Drop Bone. Drop Load. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so this one stars Wesley Snipes. Also has Gary Busey. It, it, Wesley Snipes is an FBI agent who, at the beginning of the movie, along with his no, FBI agent... he's a U.S. Agent, Marshal. Brother? He's a... Are you sure? A marshal, yeah. Because eh. they're transporting a prisoner, remember? And they... Oh, yeah. So this is not the first time. This is, uh, he's played U.S. Marshals in multiple movies then. What he was, was also US in U.S. Marshals, the sequel to Wesley The Fugitive. Snipes, yeah. No, he wasn't. The sequel to The Fugitive. No, he wasn't. All right, all right. We're looking this up. It was the same guys. It was Tommy Lee Jones and the other three guys or whatever. That but were they in... were chasing Wesley Snipes. Well, if he was in the movie, which I don't remember him being in the movie, he wasn't a U.S. Marshal. You're right. He wasn't a U.S. Marshal, but was that he? The guy it was him. The he it was, was him. The, I didn't. He was him. the new Harrison Ford. I thought it was like um, in it. Iron Man was like Robert Downey Jr. Guy. was in it. He was a bad guy too. He was the real he was bad, a bad guy agent. of the movie. Okay, yeah. Right. No, Wesley Snipes was the yes. wrongly accused oh, guy okay. who was being chased by the U.S. Marshals, and then Tommy Lee Jones was the guy who somehow framed. You mean Wesley, not Tommy Lee Jones? You mean Robert sorry, Downey sorry, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. There's a lot of three names in yeah. this movie. <laughs> Uh, was the one who had wrongly accused Wesley Snipes of whatever. And we saw that one in theaters, I've actually. Seen, I saw that one in theaters, too. So, okay, so he, he was a U.S. Marshal, not an FBI agent, whatever. They were transporting this high-level computer hacker guy, Wesley Snipes, and his brother. We're back to Drop Zone now, yeah. Yes, back to Drop Zone, not U.S. Marshals. Uh, transporting this high-level computer hacker who was played by the actor who was in the Green Mile and was, like, one of the prisoners. Didn't he keep the mice in the Green Mile? And in this one, he was a prisoner he was who, like, kept sound, cats. He was also the sound expert in um, he's a squir- Tango and Cash. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot he's of stuff. He's the squirrely little old guy who, uh, I don't know, I just felt like he played the he same kind of character. He's also in Waterworld. I don't remember Waterworld He was, like, the inventor well. guy in Waterworld. Yeah, he's in. He's plays based similar roles in a lot. Yeah, of he's exactly stuff. the same. In squirrely little so he's dude squirrely with a little, mustache. Yeah, 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 squirrely little little computer hacker guy that they're transporting. And uh, after they get on the plane, some terrorists take over the ship. They steal the computer hacker and they the ship. The they ship. take over the, the airship. <laughs> yeah. Has been they sky they skydive from the ship. Right. <laughs> no, so they they uh, take over the plane. They they steal the computer hacker and they skydive out of the plane. And after shooting kill, Wesley Snipes' brother. Yes, they kill Wesley Snipes' brother. And uh, and everyone thinks that the terrorists died on the plane. They don't because realize... they have an explosion and all a bunch of people are sucked out. Right, and they think that the terrorists are one of them. Right, and they think that nobody can skydive from whatever the height so is. So the basic premise is like, no, 
he didn't like they thought his brother like shot and that's what caused they the explosion. They had some weird thing yeah, they thought. Yeah, they're like your brother really shouldn't didn't... have shot and it caused an explosion or something. Anyway, so they thought that the explosion was some kind of accident and the pe- the bad guys were sucked out, mm-hmm. which is apparently what the bad guys were planning to do somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, but they really jumped out and he was they were like that's impossible. So his whole mission is now to go to skydiving experts to see if it's impossible to really do that and who could do it. Like, if you have to be an expert, there can only, they must have been involved with some of these expert skydivers. Right. So he finds out that there are only two skydivers in the world who are either who smart or crazy enough yeah. to do it. Who skydive from whatever height this is. And yeah, 35, one of them runs a skydiving school, and the other one is in this uh, gang of criminals with Gary Busey. Right. And he is exactly like Wesley Snipes thinks. He's. One of them, I don't remember that character. But he dies name. fairly quickly after this. He gets so he killed. Can't talk Gary to Busey them. kills him. But yeah. it, he makes it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. So he's helping Gary Busey's group train for some other skydiving-related crime that they needed to steal this hacker for. Because he keeps skydiving into like police headquarters and using the hacker to get the data on undercover agents and selling it to bad guys. Right. And uh, Wesley Snipes, for some reason, wants the woman skydiver, who can also do the 30,000 skydiving uh, feet, whatever, to train him in skydiving, and he wants to be part of her crew. That didn't make any sense. No, nothing made sense after that. From his character's motivation And the entire movie was about that. About yes. this thing that doesn't really make any fucking sense. Absolutely. So then yes. they're in like con- like a skydiving competition. So and you got a training montage sort of. Think of it from this character's standpoint. All this character wants to do is prove that when his brother got killed, it was done by some uh, terrorists who skydove who out of a high escaped. plane. Yeah. That is all he's that trying to prove. That it happened, yeah. Why would he then get into skydiving? Right. Get in with this, and he hates it. He hates it the whole movie. He fucking right. hates it. He's always like, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" Blah 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 blah. He's just bitching and moaning the whole time. Yeah. And and that's the whole movie. Also, in this movie, different from Terminal Velocity. I have to think every time I say it. I want to say vertical (laughs) limit. Different from terminal velocity, in drop zone, skydiving has a much more active It's much more about skydiving. Yes. In terminal velocity, it really isn't. No, no. He just, he is a skydiver. She, you know, she... She dropped the body out of it. It really is a pretty like this movie seems like it was made thing. by an actual skydiving enthusiast. Yes, because they try to feature like the types of things that skydivers do, like the jargon that they like the names they call people who oh, suck at skydiving. And they try to have this whole culture, this whole right. skydiving culture. Right. This movie wanted to do for skydiving what Point Break did for surfing. Right. Like it or what Over the Top did for arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to do for arm wrestling. Sure, sure. Uh, so this movie was trying way harder with like an. But end it was goal. actually a lot more about skydiving. Yes, yes, it was. So in the end, uh, God. How okay, do you- so here before we go okay. any further, something that both movies feature. Yeah. Which is hilarious because they were the same year, both skydiving movies. They have this biz- totally. Biz- do you know what it is? I think so. It is some totally weirdly specific thing that both movies have, and it's someone crushing the <laughs> other person with like a hu- like a bear hug, <laughs> like crushing their spine to where they're like, ah, ah, like crushing them. And I think in both situations, they end up having to like pull the ripcord, right? I think so. So it's like a hilariously specific. It was crazy. Yeah, this, you're like, how, what? This fucking ridiculous <laughs> move. And it's not Actually, no, like, it didn't in drop zone he doesn't pull the ripcord it's just like a bar fight kind of thing okay but it, it's actually the how he kills the bad guy 
It's how he kills Gandolfini in Terminal Velocity. He's like crushing him with a super hug, <laughs> and he pulls his reserve, and he gets sucked into the um, wind generators. Yeah, I think in Drop Zone, you're right. He doesn't it's just pull. just a fight. Because, because someone's crushing the woman, the woman. in Drop yeah. Zone. She like, just kind of ah. gets out, or somebody shoots the person, whatever. But it was such a specific such move. A, it's not like this is in a lot of movies, someone no. being like crushed with a hug. You know what it reminded me of? The two Snow White movies that both featured people being like hung hum. upside down face right. to face with somebody else. It was really... Like that features in a decent number of movies. But seriously, the not even hug? like not even yeah. like double digit percentages of movies. The right. fact that two movies about the same thing in the same year would both feature the something same like move? that. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. Well, let's let's round up the story for Drop Zone. I mean, in the end, I, Wesley well, we mentioned Snipe, everything. Yeah, they, and it was kind of disjointed in that sense. Like it goes from that initial because I even wrote down the entire initial premise, which is him skydiving out or trying to find out if you can skydive out of seven forty seven and stuff is ignored for the entire movie mm-hmm. you know and they never even answer the question no they never even tell you like how they did what like why or how they did it if it's so yeah. hard or what special techniques or equipment they used or anything they right didn't, they didn't even deal with that at all right and i was like i don't know if i missed something like i really don't think they answered the primary questions at all yeah. And they don't do it again. I figured the end maybe would be like he would have to do it out of a plane or something. Yeah, out of no, the actual, actual like 30,000. Yeah. yeah. But they never explained why these guys could do it that no one else could. Because they even. I was wondering that. It was like, why can't anyone else do it? Is it oxygen? Lack of oxygen? Or, or why is it so hard? Because they're yeah. like, you get ripped apart. Like, okay, I get it's difficult. But also. I get it that the hijackers are supposed to be experts, but they also just grabbed this computer programmer and yeah. jumped out with him, <laughs> right. and he survived. Right. So it obviously can't be that hard. <laughs> right, and how do you train other people to do it? I mean, I understand... Well, this guy was totally untrained. They just snatched him right. and jumped out. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, uh, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, at the end of the movie, Wesley Snipes foils whatever Gary Busey was trying to do. Uh, yeah, and they get in a big uh, skydive... Well, they have skydive fights in the, like, in the, with their rogue gangs. Because <laughs> one of the bad guys is also in one of the, like, like it is kind of like Point Break-style surfer gangs, except it's a yeah. skydiving gang. Like, you bumped into me, bro, and yeah. like, I'm going to cut your shit, and yeah. I'm going to throw my shoot on you so you get tangled up it, like, stupid shit like that. Right, right. So, but one of the bad guys was, like, the actual bad guys was on one of those groups yes. and was trying to sabotage All them. right, well, the movie just kind of ends. It just I mean, kind of I mean, ends, yeah. literally. It's just kind of like, oh, I guess we're not really going to deal with I, the, I feel the bad for reason not, why he became a skydiving. Right, I feel bad for not wrapping the summary the up, maybe really they just, should feel yeah. bad for not wrapping the story up The story just kind of peters out. The action doesn't really stuff is happening yeah you're not sitting there bored but then you realize at the end you're like they really didn't deal with the entire central premise of the movie right from the beginning they just never they just kind of ignored it right all they right use it as an excuse to, for him to get into skydiving and that's about it yeah i mean all right well let's get into it how about how'd you feel about the acting I thought the acting was really goofy in this one. Oh yeah i gave it a one and a half yeah uh, i thought I gave it was it a two. O- i think it was over the I top gave, yeah i guess like, that's not different i gave no. it a two i just mostly was like snipes and Busey were okay but other than that it's it, kind of over the top. And like, it was very silly. She's like, yeah, you got... And like the woman was kind of like hamming it up. Her character was a Oh, she was, was just 90s wild. lady. Yeah, that was, super crazy. That was it, yeah. She, like... Yancey Butler. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying. I was trying to read my handwriting. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I said animals in prison guy. I wanted to talk about the squirrely little guy who always right. takes care of animals in prison. But I, I don't have a lot to say about this section because it's just like... Wesley Snipes was in it. Gary yeah. Busey was in it. This 90s lady who was in other 90s movies was in it. And that was it. So no real chemistry, no real acting feats. Yeah, yeah all of the 
all of these skydiving characters. They wanted, to, I say characters because they wanted them to be. Characters. Yeah, oh, look at this cast of characters. Like, you have you know? the rookie kid, the veteran crazy guy, and like, who's yeah. like a bum, like a dirtbag skydiver kind of who doesn't really have a job. He just does whatever he can to like keep skydiving all the time. Right. But he's really good. He, like, he, won't, he won't even speak to non skydivers. Right. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah he, literally, that was in the movie. Like, he asked him a question and he like looks at her and, and he's like, he doesn't speak to non skydivers. Yeah, tell him, blah, 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 blah. Fucking look at yeah. me when you know uh, <laughs> that that kind of that guy pissed me off. I would have been so angry at that. So, I, I, do you have anything else to say about acting? No. I this is a casting was uh, random. Random. I was, was just gonna say random, random, but not necessarily bad, but totally random. Yeah. Not not real great chemistry between them. Almost like normal type of chemistry that you would have if you got a bunch of random people together. So right. there was no like love interest or anything between them, which was I appreciated good. that That's because good. they had no chemistry. No chemistry at all, which sort of worked because it was sort of like almost an adversarial relationship in the beginning. Yeah. Where they sort of came to appreciate each other, but that's about it. It was one of those movies that while watching it, I was like, how did they choose these people for these roles? Right. Did they just, just randomly like pick names out, out of a hat? Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone was fine individually, but didn't really necessarily. I mean, I get fit. Gary Busey's the bad guy. And, and this is was, a time when, okay, of course, you're going to use somebody like Wesley Snipes because he's an action star. I, w- I was waiting for Gary Busey to get a little more wild or interesting in some way. Right. He and was he very was, just. He was pretty, pretty standard. I mean, pretty he did a good job. Yeah, just but, basic kind of. 90s movie bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe extra teeth. You yeah, know, a little more teeth and wheezing talking, but yeah, and he's, that's about he's it. he's fatter than I remember. He's always this, been fat. But this one, he was always in like skimpy little like t-shirt like tank tops and stuff i was like why am i looking at this so on the visuals gary Busey's 90s gut i actually think that that's the only thing i have to say about visuals is that every time Busey was on screen i'm like can they put a real shirt on him please (laughs) i'm not appreciating this that's hilarious i also think i get confused because i've seen jake Busey in enough stuff and they do look very similar except much younger and thinner yeah jake Busey is not like a gross old fat person. <laughs> he wasn't even so, old in this. He was probably like 35 I know, or but he was so doughy. Is he always yeah. that doughy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't seen Gary Busey in much stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Gary Busey's fat arms and the lady's 90s the French braid which, is, and Gary her Busey eyebrows. Has one of the most, he's it's totally insane in real life. He completely. Like, legitimately yeah, insane. Absolutely. And he was on one of those celebrity shows of some kind. I think it was... Trump's show. I think it was Apprentice. Okay. And he had the best quote where he got like mad at someone and told him he was going to tear the endocrine system from their body. <laughs> Have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> That's classic Busey. Yep. Yep. So I was looking for him to bring a little bit of that yeah. into this kind of movie. Kind of more. If you get Busey, you want the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's endocrine system remained, remained intact. In their body. Yeah. <laughs> it was very disappointing. Uh, but yeah, for the visuals, you had... Most- you know what's funny is he was also in Tango and Cash, which was a... What? Really? Are you sure? Yeah, he was Mr. Joshua, wasn't he? Tango and Cash? All right. Give me a second. I gotta I look, gotta that, look up. that up. Or am I getting that confused with You're getting Lethal a- Weapon, where he burns him on the arm? Like he holds his arm over the, the lighter to prove how loyal he is? Was that Lethal Weapon? I don't Look it up. Look at him see if he's in Tango so and Cash. So he's not in Tango okay. and Cash. I'm, thinking I'm looking of, at I'm it right thinking, now. Who's Mr. Joshua? Is that big goofy guy with that fake accent? Or am I still thinking, is he playing Mr. Joshua in Lethal Weapon? Now you got to look up Lethal Weapon because I'm yeah. having a brain meltdown. So I don't actually know if I've seen Lethal Weapon. I mean, I know Weapon. he was in Lethal Weapon, and that must be where he's Mr. Joshua. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's Gary Busey, Joshua. Right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. 
You had me confused there because I was like, I know. Well, because I knew the squirrely guy was in yeah. Tango and Cash for some reason. I thought, but it's not Gary Busey. It's that other big goofy guy who's has a really bizarre accent. Remember, we just watched Tango and Cash not long ago. Yeah, he has a fake guy. British accent. He's like a tall. He always plays a henchman and everything. But he had a really yeah. f- bad fake British accent. Anyways, moving on. Visuals. I gave it. Brian t- James. Brian yeah. James. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyways, I gave. He it was a- also in the Fifth Element. Right. Yeah. He was the, yeah. Car- the general in the Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, I gave it a two for visuals. Yeah. There was more here. to look at than the other one because there were a lot more actual skydiving sequences. If that's what you're into. But like it's not that interesting. No, it's not. They, yeah. they, it's not maybe to me. in the maybe in the nineties before YouTube it was. <laughs> before but YouTube, like, like we've seen wingsuits yeah, now. Yeah, you shit know, like you that. see people's like GoPros right. like while they're skydiving themselves and it's And the they same had a better movie, open yeah. like the opening sequence was kind of decent with like the plane exploding and people getting sucked out. Like that was a little bit gripping, good action stuff. Right. But other than that, it was really just kind of just basic. I re- I do I do remember that one of the fight scenes I was like, hey, this is actually decent fight choreography. In the like, bathroom, in the bathroom yeah, was a I good mean, fight scene. That's kind of Wesley Snipes was known for having decent like but, fighting. But overall, yeah, that, it wasn't... like they had decent like you know that's cool. But you need more than that. Yeah, and that, I don't even know if that really counts. I guess that's a visual. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. The fight scenes. Yeah, I count those in visuals. But overall, yeah. I mean, I gave it the same visual score. I, I gave, gave it half a point. The other better. one. Yeah, because it wasn't. It was there was just, more like, going on in this visually. Right. And a, more sequences of something happening. There were also more French braids, and that bothered me. I I don't like I don't like looking was at those in the movies. Main, why? I don't know, but it stands out every you don't time. Don't have I, a French braid right now. No, you got something close to it. No, I just have a regular braid right now. I God can't damn tell it! It's I'm not in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the single French braid. I used to do that shit all the time. Oh, in the so 90s. you're a self-loather. So this brings you back to darker <laughs> times. Well, it makes me it it, it makes you look kid. like a 12 year old to me well so you were a 12 that's why you think exactly. it's 12 year olds yeah you did it when you were 12 yeah so i'm just like why am i watching this 12 year old girl skydive although she's like 35 or something right. but anyway the french braids always stand out so they always factor into my visual Interesting. score uh, <laughs> harsh okay <laughs> all right moving on to structure what did you say I gave about it one that? And a half. I gave it a one and a half also it a because it's better, nonsensical. And it, but yeah, and well, it's not even nonsensical so much as they just abandon the premise and go into a, like a skydiving movie it, about like buddy, you know, buddy I skydivers. I think as a general rule for us, if when you're sitting watching a movie and you have to go, what's going on? Yeah, why are they not, doing this? To me, I'm very that's harsh a sub about two. that. That's yeah. a sub. You're not going to yeah. be over two if you don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's a sub two score. Or if you don't close up basic elements of the movie or if as the audience member and we're watching these movies fairly intently every once in a while yeah i talked about every yeah every once in a while you know one of us will be on our phones or or something but for the the most part we we are watching this a lot of attention we're not just like looking at like staring off into space missing parts of it like if we're not knowing what's going on is because they right so if we can't follow the plot then you're you've now this done one is less like wrong. that you don't know what's going on because you're like okay I know what he's doing but you just don't know why character motivations make no right. sense that what though like I said before Wesley and like Snipes I said they don't character. address that that core premise after like the first twenty minutes in the excuse me of the movie they right. just abandon it right and, and you also, never get resolved that's like the big point of like we're gonna find out yeah. I'm gonna go into the skydiving community to find out how this happens and who can and they just never do I yeah. guess. They and, never deal with and it. And I was bothered by how much the skydiving actually factored into the crime. I'm like, this is the least stealthy way to commit it was so a crime. Unrealistic, it yeah. requires and so many shoots resources. Everywhere, right. like it requires so many resources. Yeah, you're right. dropping shoots all over the place. You gotta have a fucking plane. You have to have all this training, all this equipment. And never really shows how they like get away either. No, they no, just like skydive like, in yeah. and then they're just like leave. Right. And uh and skydiving, you can't 
okay, you cannot control that closely where you land. Uh, they're good at it. I mean, obviously conditions could make it so that you sometimes don't. Yeah, you would never want to plan a land crime on, around land it. On buildings Maybe and stuff. like around, like plan a stunt around it. Fine, but if you're like, what if you go and it's raining or the wind is a little bit different or something? You can't control for all of that stuff. Anyway, I, bet, so, I bet you'd be surprised at how well they can land where they want. I don't know though. I'd have to look it up. I don't know anything about skydiving, but anyway, this one, yeah, the structure I'm talking about like was expert level though. Not just yeah, some the structure slug. was off. I mean, the characters were. Poorly written. They tried to make them too goofy and lovable, but with no no. And the bad real guys were too. Were that, almost had no qualities. They were just like template bad guys for this type of movie. Yeah, and the the entire premise made no sense. Nothing wrapped up. So yeah, one and a half. That makes complete sense. Okay. All right, an entertainment value. I give it slightly better than the other one because it had a little bit more going on, but only half a point. So I said one and a half. I said one. I actually gave it less, less. than the other one. I was significantly less entertained watching this one. And maybe, so these ones we did actually watch the same day, and maybe there was a little bit of fatigue yeah, going on of a, like, like a week movie oh my going God, into the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> like again, I don't think it deserves the double points on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's not twice as good. They, to me, they're about pretty much the same. Yeah, so this overall. one, I more so than some other Honestly, movies. Honestly, for me, I, I, I bet the only reason this is higher is because I hadn't seen it before. So I had yeah. a little bit more of like, ooh, what's going to happen? I enjoyed well, I, I knew the generally, I couldn't remember a lot, like I said, of that first movie, but I at least knew the core premise. I knew a lot about you it. You know, I'm saying that maybe fatigue factors into it, but that hasn't been an issue for me in any of these other ones. Because I'm and sitting here. I can sit there and watch movies right, and TV I'm sitting for here a long thinking time. about it. And honestly, if I had to watch one of these again, it would be the Sheen one. Right. It would I don't, not be this movie. I wouldn't watch either of them again, no, but I would but definitely I watch to, the Charlie yeah. Sheen one again. This movie was so bland. Right. It was a lot more bland than the Charlie Sheen one. The Charlie you know, Sheen one was like, just you didn't kind of know, like the tone was all off. Yeah, because they're just like, why is he doing it? But, so in that sense, it was more confusing, but it's less bland. Yeah, this one was more so than a lot of so other movies that, that we've watched. So I bet that entirely accounts for that half-point difference. It's just the fact that it was new to me. I had very, very strong feeling of like, I've got shit to do, Yeah, let's man. wrap why this up. I, why am I watching this? What is what is going on? I just, I really, this whole movie was just like, okay, movie. Okay, okay movie. All right, thank you very much, movie. You know, that's right. enough movie. So it ended kind of abruptly, but I was so relieved that it did. Right. And I, I will even say, going into, like, scoring this movie, a lot of times I work pretty hard on my scores. I spend a lot of time. I go through the scores I've done for other movies, blah, 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 blah. This one I put so little effort into because... Yeah, I did them quick. I just, I, like, I felt... It was I hard because, really, like, nothing individually seems that bad, but you just end up totally, like, yeah. But this afterwards. particular movie, Drop Zone, I really yeah. feel like there's no reason for anybody to watch this movie. No. Go watch Point Break. Right. You know, yeah, go watch you want any that other kind of 90s movie, It's not even movie. so... Like, you were saying it because it's so bad. It's just mm -hmm. so... Un um dramatic. I don't know. I don't know how to. Unremarkable. How to unremarkable. Yeah. It's unremarkable. There's, if you anything you want, you can find much better in other yeah. movies. We're trying to remark Even if you upon want a movie that's it, and we're finding it bad, difficult. This certainly isn't it. Yeah. It's not bad enough to be funny or like watchable. In my mind, this movie is tied with Twisted and Taking Lives for the least remarkable movie that we have watched for this podcast. Yeah. Like, because just all three of those movies are so bland and blah. Like, why did you make these? There's so many other the same movies. Time too, aren't they? No, no, those were, were 10 years later. apart. So Twisted and Taking Lives were 04. This was 94. They were 04? They were that late? 
Yeah. Because they felt like, other than the visuals, like dress and stuff, they felt the same. In there terms was of the- nothing modern about them. They could have been done in the 80s and 90s, 70s. Yeah, there was nothing right. special about them. But they other were than definitely, maybe like a cell phone in there. And when they in fact, didn't have Twisted any, and like, Taking Lives would have both benefited from being earlier because they both had an element of like... Um, Nostalgia kind of noir shit going no, on. No, male cops... Be resenting oh, a the female, female when it's like, who gives a fuck? Uh, co-worker like, right. and it felt super dated I was like you know what I was alive I was an adult in 2004 and I was doing okay yeah. uh, it was fine so that premise actually was probably 10 or 20 years old um, so they were they were probably 10 or 20 years too late and you didn't really have any of that in these 90s movies that featured women as the prominent characters too they weren't yeah, like this fucking that's woman funny. you know yeah, what I mean nobody, but 10 years later they did have that yeah no one in, in, in pretty drop much in both zone, those yeah, movies no one in drop zone was looking at the female skydiving instructor being like I can't skydive with no woman <laughs> yeah exactly you think a woman's better than me <laughs> yeah so I think in Twisted and Taking Lives those were probably 70s and 80s sentiments that they were expressing in 2004 Right. Uh, so these, but but Drop Zone especially, there's just there's no reason to watch this instead of a plethora of other nineties. Yeah, uh, anything you movies. want out of it, you can get better. Yeah, better action, elsewhere. better stars, better situations, better right. yeah, better Gary Busey. Yeah, better. exactly. <laughs> better Wesley Snipes. Right. Oh yeah. Better skydiving probably. I don't yeah. know about maybe not more skydiving. No, I, I think this one mo- takes the cake for most skydiving. Right. Unless it's just like a skydiving highlight reel of people actually skydiving. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe I'll have to look that up and see if there. But like are the skydiving any- scene in Point Break is way more intense and better than any in either of these other movies Mm -hmm. and like more memorable and well done and everything. Right. And I even made a note of uh, the fact that this movie bombed when it came out. So even even the people in the 90s... I didn't even heard of it until we looked it up. Even the people in the 90s were like, why would I see this if I could see a thousand better examples of this anywhere else? Apparently more people even saw Terminal Velocity. Uh, That one bombed too. These both were... They were both like $50 million movies. That's a lot for back then. Yeah, yeah, that does seem like a lot. I'm shocked that Terminal Velocity cost $50 million. It must have been all related to the fact that they had a bunch of planes, dropping cars, and shit like that. so many resources. Yeah. Yeah, which is even before I saw these. But even these, still, like you take that. I mean, they they probably had to do it like five times to get all the shots. True. But even still, like okay, there's a million bucks, maybe. Right, but I mean, you probably have to have pretty specialized crews, training, and insurance and stuff for your actors. Yeah. I think I I think I caught a little tidbit while I was looking stuff up that said you know a lot of the actors in Drop Zone couldn't even do the skydiving scenes because of like the insurance. They uh, wouldn't even let them. Yeah, do it. the insurance that was taken out on them. Oh, another. I love IMDb trivia. It's it's completely random uh, when i was looking up drop zone and mm-hmm. i was looking at the woman's name is yancy butler yeah it's yancy butler and on her imdb page it says fans call her yb <laughs> what fans does this woman have <laughs> so i i liked that so uh, yb, YB. couldn't go skydiving anyway why but Wesley Snipes could? No. No, I think only one of the actors. I don't remember which one. Who was already certified or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember which one. But Lucy. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> throw him. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be worse than anything he's done on his right. own. <laughs> so I think that, that I mean, that's going to do You know what it. is funny, though? I will say, speaking of the budget, that we probably take for granted a little bit the difference in like special effects texts and stuff. This was almost like 30 years ago. True. And, like, the opening scene with the plane was actually pretty damn good. I didn't go and look at that saying, like, these are cheesy special effects. Like, I didn't even think oh, about yeah, special effects. Oh, yeah, where they blew the whole I didn't even the think about the special effects. 
honestly, yeah. like looking back at it, I was not thinking about the special effects at all. I was thinking about the story and the scene. So props to them for that, I guess. That's true for both of these you know movies. I, mean? yeah. I wasn't I wasn't just like, oh, that looked like shit. No, or nothing something. done was like made you even think about um, the effects aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, these were But most of them were practical effects, but I mean it's the plane obviously not all of it was. Yeah. So they yeah, props to them for that, yeah, I guess. Neither of them. So that gives them a good I mean, that's probably the, the visual work. Fifty million Because well nowadays spent, that's not hard to do <laughs> right, yeah. It's yeah. not hard to do a scene like that and make it look realistic. Back then it probably kind of was yeah these days it would just all be like green screen and blow some wind through there and you know yeah it's probably how they did it then too but it's you know not as easy when it's not all digital yeah but i mean a lot of stuff these days looks worse think about a movie think about a movie like the fifth wave where just oh god everything looked horrible in that movie and it's because they just get lazy and yeah they do all cheap digital effects instead of good expensive practical effects and put gary busey in there and if he dies he dies (laughs) if he dies he dies (laughs) Um, They're like, we need to insure Gary Busey. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> we can't afford the insurance yeah. on him. <laughs> uh, I sh- oh, shit. There was something else I wanted to say, and I can't. Oh, you know what other movies cost $50 million? Wait, I think I do know this, but I'm not going to think of it. I've already talked about them. Oh, the pr- crime movies? The Twisted and Taking no Lives way. were also like no, that, $50 million movies. That's a movies. springtime and Hitler thing right there. <laughs> There's no way I meant to Twisted talk about that. cost $50 million. I meant to there talk were, about that during the episode. It was like, unless they paid Sam Jackson $40 million. <laughs> that movie had like three sets, no special effects. I what don't did they spend it. it on? I do not get it. I, it's it's totally baffling. Everything was inside. Nothing was filmed One outside. One scenes, five actors. Yeah. What the hell did they spend it on? They had fucking stock footage of of seals that they sprinkled in there every once in a while. And this was 04, so it's probably the equivalent of spending like $75 million on a movie today. I don't know, but both of those movies were like either 40 or $50 million, something like that, which is bonkers to me. I mean, and once you get in the 30 you know, 40 range, it gets a little more I guess maybe we just don't have a good idea of how much it costs to make I mean, you look a... at a movie, um, that, what, that Kurt Russell movie, Blue Something. It's a cop movie. That movie was done on a fairly low budget. It cost like $20 million, which was extremely Blue low. Blue something? Kurt Russell? Yeah. It was not a very wide-released movie, but it was better, and it was a similar type Is this content. a newer movie or an no, older it's movie? it's 10 or 15 years old at this point. Dark Blue. Dark Blue, yeah. Apparently, that cost $20 million, and he described it as like a labor of love because oh, yeah? it was a low budget. But it was done just as well. Equilibrium right. cost, what, like $8 million or something? Oh, I don't know. Budget was $15 million for Dark 15 Blue. $15 million, so even cheaper. There's no yeah. way that that movie should have cost three times more than Dark Blue. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. So, uh, how, how bizarre. I, maybe one Wasn't day Copland I'll... Copland pretty cheap, too? Look that up. I bet that was like $25, $30 million Copland. with Stallone. Yeah. I, and that was like a well-regarded well well movie for his acting and stuff like was that. Was it well-regarded? For his acting, he was his performance. I know he it. got a little, a little chunky for it. Yeah, he had to gain weight. Ten million, yeah. Oh yeah, shit. And those movies are all much more well done. Than a a with Stallone movie shouldn't be ten million dollars, and then your fucking and Ashley Judd learns moves from Martha Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> learns Tai Chi from yeah, Martha Stewart. Like is five times as expensive as a Stallone. Yeah. Is Copland action? No, it's a drama. Yeah, I almost called it an action movie, but... It, it, I mean, it's a similar it, type of movie. It's not. More, it's more of like a, a um, organized crime drama than it is a murder mystery, but mm-hmm. it's a simil- very similar category of type of movie. It's about cops. It's yeah. about, you know, crime. And like, Twisted and Taking Lives don't even have action scenes. No, very little. So I don't what, understand Where is this what, money going? You right. were like... 
And Maybe actors have rent some location, and like there's not much being done in these movies. At least terminal velocity and drop zone, you can be like, okay, they had to do the, the skydiving and scenes. some big special effects. And you start to think about it, and you're like, okay, that all would... those things, filming those things in the air is gonna be like a lot, you know. Especially drop zone had like um, choreography with dozens and dozens of skydivers yes. doing those in air choreography stuff. Right. So that makes more sense. That's not cheap. They probably had to do that. 50 times, you know, drops to get all their footage. Yeah. And all the planes and paying the, the actual skilled act, not even actors, or just stuntmen, I guess, who can skydive. Oh, they probably just got actual skydiving troops. That's what I mean. Like, they, they got these yeah. troops who then they Who probably do this all the time and, like, put of on course. shows and right. stuff. Yeah. But they have to pay them to do it and right. pay the, for the fuel and all that other stuff. Right. And you're, pro you're probably pretty limited in your, like, filming schedule, you know, if you walk outside. Weather, yeah. yeah. Location. Doesn't look great today. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that just anywhere and you probably have to get permits and shit. So it makes a little more sense. But these movies, yeah. there's no way they should have cost that much. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Judd slowly kicking somebody in the face should not cost like, you You could make a movie dollars. like that for, like, a million bucks, it seems like. Yeah. I've certainly seen movies made for a million dollars. I'm going to look up how much Seven cost. I bet that was standard 50 or so million, but that had a lot more like intricate. It was a way, yeah. They got a lot. Well, they had, more they had like a lot of physical too. effects of like murder scene, like intricate murder scenes and mutilated bodies and like all that stuff is more to say. They had bigger name actors in it at yeah. the time, Brad Pitt and. How is it when you look up seven? It's spelled with a seven at the front, isn't it? No, it's spelled with a seven in the middle. Oh, in the middle. There yeah. it is. Thirty-three. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that makes it even worse. How the fuck is seven thirty-three million? I'm telling you, spring time for Hitler. Yeah, someone walked away with a fat pocket. Well, that's the same kind of thing as like Adam Sandler movies all cost eighty million dollars because all he's doing is fucking paying his friends and buying them cars and yeah. taking them on vacation and Whatever. shit. But those ones at least make sense that Jack and Jill cost eighty million. Did it really cost that much? It did because he paid everyone a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, it's probably just some big scam. So. It's not a scam. He's like, I'm not going to be in these dumbass movies unless you fucking pay me. Yeah, they're like, they're where like, are you okay. filming? Hawaii? Okay, I'll go. Yeah. So I, I mean, they're all his, they're all his literal Honestly, buddies. Honestly, nowadays, too, it is, it's very rare to find a movie that's made for less than $50 million. It makes sense now, these days. But, you know, Twisted Taking Lives, that's almost 15 years ago at this point. And a lot of better movies are being made for significantly less. Right. But Drop Zone and... Um, terminal velocity yeah. i got it I got right. it i almost i almost lost it that time <laughs> they, like you said these are getting close to 30 years old right. so 50 million 30 years ago is uh man yeah they're like, the world could have done a lot with that yeah, money. They're, they're about 25 years old if they're in 93 or something yeah 94 so anyway i think that's about all i have yep. to say about these movies that's all i have to say about so that. i i was i was super excited about doing this episode i was a little less excited after watching the movie. <laughs> we were excited that we found a theme that no one else seems to have like mentioned right or not a theme but like a linked movies like that right everyone knows about armageddon and um deep impact, deep impact and volcano and dante's, dante's peak yeah, exactly. All that even shit. the snow white movies were fairly recent and so referenced. i think anyone our age who pays attention to the movies so like, it gives me hope that there's them. a lot more that maybe more of these out there that other people don't know about like yeah this. little little secret ones so if you uh if you have any suggestions yeah, for email, us if you know of other goofy movies yeah like that that are, send them to faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com and maybe we can have more little what we should secrets. do is if we find some element like that like the bone crushing hug <laughs> we should try and like make a prize if someone else can identify what's in both movies oh what yeah elements in both movies yeah try to get like some listener um feedback or not feedback but listener participation is the word i was looking for 
So yeah, uh, like I said, if you want to get in contact with us, faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. Send us ideas, send us little little tidbits. Snippets. Yep, thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next week. See ya.